Hello and welcome along to the Three Amigos and Fear podcast. I'm Mars and I'm joined as always by my amiga Kylie, who you can find at, at Kylie FBL, and our amigo Hindu Monkey that you can find at Hindu Monkey. Uh, and o- obviously we also have uh, our amigo Don at Marvel Cares, uh, take, taking a break, but we'll be back shortly. In this Getting to Know You miniseries, we have interviewed FBL managers from all over the world, as it's our mission to let our listeners get to know the person behind the FBL account we interact with every week. To do that, we have come up with 20 questions which will reveal exactly who they are. With the Amigos today, we have the newest double act in town. Some might call them the Anton Deck. I call them the common guy that forgot his roots and became posh. And the guy who has a vendetta with Mo Salah. I'm determined to know what. I'm talking about the new duo of the Surgery Podcast, Rich, that you know as at FBL Jack, and Josh, that you know at Josh Baxman. Guys, how you doing? Yeah, good. Really good. I, I dispute that I'm posh, though. Huh? No, no, yeah. no, no. I met you. I, I, I know the, <laughs> I know the real rich. Yeah, and I, I want the real rich today. <laughs> <laughs> I bet you didn't think you'd say that after you met me. <laughs> <laughs> right. So, as Don always says, are you guys ready to bear your soul to the FBL community? I think we are, aren't we, Rich? Yeah, I'm ready. Well, let's get going. Uh, Hindu. Monkey, I'll pass over to you and we get going. Yeah, great. Thanks, Mars. Um, fantastic to have you two on. I'm uh, a little bit nervous myself, so go easy with me. This is actually my first getting to know uh, you from the interviewer chair rather than from the interviewee. Uh, my Spotify account informed me this morning that you guys are my fourth favourite podcast, so uh, I'm sure you'll be delighted <laughs> by that news. Um, but the We've first got some question, work to uh, do then to get to number one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, well, you know, I don't want to reveal the three who are above you, particularly given one of them's plonker. But anyway, um, <laughs> straight on with the first question. Um, tell the listeners a little bit about yourself. Uh, Rich, I'm going to start with you. So if you could do this in 106 words or less. Yeah, I can do that quite easily because I think all this lockdown stuff's made me forget what my what my life was like. Um, but I'm in my 30s. I'm from Reading and that's all I can really remember. I feel like a different person. I just seem to hang around the house. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> I don't know what I did before. But... <laughs> what do you actually do, Rich, for, for, for job? For, for work. So, yeah, I work in sales, so business to business oh, okay. sales. So, yeah, cool. quite exciting. <laughs> <laughs> but also um, uh... still in the house. Yeah, that's it. That's the that's the, everything seems to be in the house. Um, I mean, g- generally, I think my life before lockdown was a lot of going to the football on Saturdays. Obviously, that's not happening anymore. Um, so it's 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 quite nice, you know, playing FPL and playing it a little bit more seriously, um, just to kill a bit of time. This is you playing it more seriously this season. Well, yeah, I'm actually doing worse. That's. <laughs> Allegedly, I mean, I guess doing podcasts and stuff is taking it more seriously. Um, whether the results are there, I don't know. And Josh, tell us about about you. Yes, I'm also in my uh, in my mid thirties. Um, married. Uh, I'm a dad. I got a little boy who's three. Um, I've got my own um, recruitment agency. Unfortunately, uh, in the hospitality industry, so it's. Uh, taking a bit of a battering at the moment in terms of uh, the, the effect that coronavirus has had on uh, on the industry. Oh, um, it must be tough. Yeah, it is. It is. But we're, we're getting through with a bit of help from, you know, the government funding and whatnot. Um, Living uh, in Surrey and I am a Chelsea fan. Oh, God. Are they still winning? Uh, last I looked, it was 1-0 at half time, but we've got a... Giroud. Yeah, we've got a really weakened size out tonight, and it still looks uh, still looks good. I mean, we just our depth in our squad this season is just incredible. Um, your yeah. your your B team always looks good. You know? Yeah, it's just 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 great, and I think what what I like about it is that um, whereas in past seasons we've very much relied on um, Eden Hazard, this season. You look at that team and if any of those players got injured, you know, whether it be Werner, Pulisic, Havertz, you know, etc. I think we'd be fine because we've got the squad to deal with it. We're not overly reliant on one particular player like some of the other top teams are, apart from maybe our goalkeeper, because I don't want to see Kepa back in the, uh, in the starting <laughs> level at any point ever again. 
I do. Oh, bless him. <laughs> Isn't he the most expensive? Still the most expensive keeper, right? Yeah, I think so. I mean, I'm yeah. sure there'll be um, maybe if uh, if Dean Henderson ever leaves Man United and to get a game somewhere. Maybe, but, uh, maybe. at the moment, yeah, Kep is the 73 million uh, wasted money. Well, bless I don't him. think Rich would uh, still be maintaining his triple Chelsea defence if uh, if Kepa yes. was in goal. Would he? No, that that would be long gone. I mean, that's, yeah. that's, that's the main. I was quite gutted when he got injured like a few weeks ago. It was only for one game in the end. Um, I've got double, <laughs> so um, yeah, we're both invested heavily in uh, in those boys at the moment. Fair enough. Stuff. Right, if uh, guys, let's uh, get a bit more serious now. Actually, it's, it's probably the least serious question here, but it's a very important question. If you weren't human, which animal would your personality match best with and why? Josh, I'll come back. I'll come to you first. So I, I struggled with this one. Um, Everyone um, does. I don't, know, yeah. I don't know why. So I asked the missus, I said, right, you're answering this one. I'll do the other 19, but this one's in your hands. <laughs> and she said that she thinks that I'm most like a cat. Because... <laughs> She said, I'm quite independent and I'm often preening myself. And uh, so, yeah, that's me. I'm a and cat. you manage a fantasy football team as well. Yeah. Yes, it, that's true. <laughs> we do have yeah. famous cat managers. I should jump in and just say, I wish that we actually um, had people get their partners to answer this question uh, for them because it gives some very entertaining insight. Absolutely, That's... we should get them to answer the other ones, like bad habits as well. That was a fun. <laughs> <laughs> well, that one, that I did actually mention that one to her, but we'll come on to that, you know, towards <laughs> the end. But uh, she also quite liked that one too. But um, yeah, so I'm a cat for those reasons. Cool. And uh, Rich? <laughs> I spent so long, because I did this on my own. I didn't cheat or confer with anyone else. Um, I did try Googling it, and there was some kind of spirit animal calculator oh, yeah. Should, uh, yeah. I told, so, don't you get the research I did you know there's, there's <laughs> science behind this there is I mean that told me I should be a fox I can't remember why but I decided to go for um a fish <laughs> because <laughs> just just any fish just yeah just, I mean just, maybe not like a dangerous fish not like a piranha or anything a goldfish I mean, yeah I was thinking a goldfish you're on the amigos podcast <laughs> yeah I'll go with goldfish <laughs> I'm just reminding you where you are. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) You've got quite a short lifespan then, mate. You'd be surprised. Some goldfish can live up to 10 years. Really? Yeah. I've already. The ones I had when I was a kid, they were often, saying that, they were probably the ones that I got at the fair, you know, that I um, (laughs) I won for, uh, you know, hooking a duck or whatever those silly games are. My my friend's got a goldfish, which is now um, 17 years old. I kid you not. Wow. Uh, we're, we're convinced that she is in some form possessed by a demonic spirit. Or she's um, replacing the goldfish. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the other reliable option. <laughs> oh, dear. All right, guys. So um, how? I guess the, the big question is, how did you become uh, the new duo behind um, FPL surgery? Come to you first, Rich. Yeah, so I just got a call. Well, we knew the Iceman was looking at stopping the pod, you know, on a temporary basis. And then I got a call, I think it was in the summer, because I was out for a, a lockdown walk. And he asked me, you know, would I want to be, you know, would I want to host the pod? Um, so I was a bit shocked, but I think I found out that he'd asked Josh first. Um, I think they'd asked a few people and then maybe came to me as like, I don't know. <laughs> that is absolute rubbish. <laughs> that is absolute rubbish. I'll tell you what happened, right? So, so I was... by the way, it's fine. It's fine. No, mate, you were, you were the first, you were the first man. Um, Iceman was looking to take a bit of a break because he'd been doing it for, I think about five seasons, obviously since he started the pod and, um, and basically, I think he was considering just stopping the pod completely. So I dropped him a message and said, you know, you know, I understand you're looking to take a sort of step back from it. Let me know if you kind of, you know, need some assistance. I'm, I've kind of, you know, I'd, I'd love to kind of be, I was on, I was on the podcast, I think a couple of times last season. And I said, I'd love to, you know, do it on a regular basis. So then uh, as the season, because sort of the new season got closer, we had a, bit of a chat about it and then he said great you know I'd love you to do it who do you think would work best 
for you to do it alongside. And I said, right, leave it with me. I'm having another think. And I came back to him and said, what about Rich Flapjack? And he loved the idea. And he put it to Flapjack and here we are. Okay. So I wasn't sure. So that, there you um... are. So there you are trying trying to make out that you were last option, which is what yeah. I thought. Self deprecating. Well. <laughs> he definitely wasn't. He was definitely the uh, he was definitely the first one and um Iceman can vouch for that. <laughs> yeah, but it's it's a lot of fun. It is a lot of fun. Um and I think the timing's been quite good as well because like I said not had much to do recently, so Yeah, big time. Concentrating on something like that. Um, writing stuff like that... schedules and you doing editing um you know it's, right. it's, it's, it's like been... monkey says it doesn't help the rank so <laughs> oh my god no this is a long story no. thing for for podcasters um having terrible seasons or you know the decline in your performance over the years from podcasting is uh notable for some I of them there's definitely a correlation i think i think you need to hit a peak point of kind of interest kind of within FPL uh, while still maintaining a bit of a silent presence to get that kind of elusive um, kind of top ranks and sort of stuff. As soon as you, you know, start producing actual content or, <laughs> yes. you know, dive deep into the community, no, you just set yourself up for a fall. It's it happened to almost everybody unanimously yep. across the kind of, uh, you know, Twitter and kind of content producing spectrum. Um, it, it's quite fascinating, really. But, um you know, um, guys, I've got to say that, you know, all joking aside, your your, your pod is, uh, I've said this to you before, Rich, it's so it's so slick, it's so professional, it's a, it, it's a really easy um, to listen to pod. It, it feels really unforced. Um, and I, I can't really kind of, you know, kind of say that about any other pods where um, there's always an element of kind of scripting. I know I don't, not, don't suggest that anybody sits there for one second and writes down every word they're going to say. That would be a nonsense. We certainly don't, if indeed, even do even the most cursory of research. But your guys' uh, pod just, just feels so natural, um, <laughs> you know, and it's it's great to listen to. So um, anyway, that's enough kind words for me. Next question. Um, how How and when did you guys first get into... Football, I suppose, in general, but 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 crucially, your love affair with FPL. I'll come to you first, Josh. Yeah, so football um, was the 1990 World Cup. So um, I was born in 1984, so I was six at the time, which sounds quite young. But yeah, basically just was in front of the TV watching every game. Uh, just, it was an incredible World Cup. I generally feel like it was the best World Cup since I've been alive. Um, Scalacci playing for Italy, Roger Miller for Cameroon and obviously Gaza and Lineker for, for England. And it was just phenomenal. And um, yeah, so that was me for football. Um, as for um, FPL, um, I walked into my first job after uni on the first day and I was going to work for Betfair and um, obviously an online online um, betting company. And I walked in first day and they said, do you, do you want to join our fantasy football league? And I was like, yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, and it was um, it was 50 quid buy into their league because they're all, you know, they're all betting mad. And, you know, they, they don't do things by halves when it comes to, um, you know, uh, sort of competing against each other. And so um, there I was set up 2006 to 2007 season, which I believe was the first season of the fantasy Premier League game. Um, which was, yes, I'm in my 15th season now. And um, it's taken up a lot of hours of my life. Wow, 15 seasons. That's Yeah, I, I think I started, maybe, maybe this is my, just over, maybe 12th or something, 15. Long time, yeah. Fantastic. Rich? Yeah, so um, football for me, um, I mean, I went to Beavers. I don't know if you... Because I mentioned this to someone the other the other month, and someone said Beavers was for girls, but it was definitely it was it was unisex. Safe ground. Yeah. There we go, and it was oh, unisex, it was wasn't too. it? With a, yeah. It, it wasn't unisex, was it? It was, <laughs> yeah, it was male. My yeah. sisters went. Maybe. Brownies, yeah, I don't know. No, Brownies was girls <laughs> Yeah, I think, but you could go to Beavers if you were a girl as well. But I mean, that's by the bar. Maybe things were different <laughs> anyway. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> maybe it's a Berkshire thing. But, Ahead of time. <laughs> but they took us to Reading against uh, Shrewsbury in, I think it was like 1992, so I was like seven. Um, I didn't watch much of the match, to be honest, I was more bothered with my pick and mix. But ever <laughs> since then, I was just begging my dad to take me to games, take me to different games. I had a season ticket for 15, I think 15 years, until until last season. 
Um, and that's actually when I set up my Twitter account because I just, I don't know, it's just going to football week in, week out for so long. Just the weekend becomes the same. You're just watching Red and Lose on a Saturday, hungover on the Sunday, working Monday to Friday. So, yeah, I've supported Red and Yeah, so since 92. And FPL, I started playing the Telegraph fantasy football probably when I was about 11 or 12. Um, so through the post, um, I think you could do transfers over the phone as well. Um, and then I started playing Facebook fantasy football in about 2008, maybe. And then I, I just was trying to cheat one day and I just Googled or asked Jeeves or whatever it was at the time, you know, fantasy football help or fantasy football tips or anything like that. And it came up with the with the scout cast so with Mark Southerns in Granville. And because they were playing FPL, so on the official game, that's when I signed up to that in 2012. So. Yeah, and I, my best season ever was my first season ever, you know, listening listening to those guys. <laughs> Brilliant. Right, so Good thinking time. about your best seasons and your best times and all the years of experience. So if you were given tactical advice to someone starting out their FBL career, apart from don't do it, what would that be come to you, uh, Rich? Yeah, so I'd probably say, I mean, it depends why they're playing, if they're playing for mini leagues, because that's probably the most likely likely reason they're playing so i'll just say go quite go quite template you know listen to a couple of podcasts just go for the obvious captain picks every week and i think then when you understand the rules and stuff that's when you can start mixing up a bit mm. i'd start yeah, pretty simple if someone changed, yeah. well if, if to someone who's starting i'm not going to tell them to captain i don't know <laughs> go for the template and pick the obvious captain picks you know yeah, they can play like you honestly <laughs> oh, don't even go there <laughs> We're only five questions in and you're already riling me up. Um, <laughs> I'd go personally with um, don't make early transfers, uh, particularly this season of all seasons. Um, avoid unnecessary hits. And I think the most important one is play your game. Make yeah. your own decisions. Follow your gut. Don't, don't make a decision based on because... You know, some guy on Twitter or on a on a forum or something says that you should go A over B. Don't even ask them whether you should go A or B. Make the decision yourself and then you've only got yourself to blame. True, true. Very true. Okay, so we've all got them. What's your favourite FPL memory? I'll come to you, Rich. Oh, I've got two, but I'll just go with one. Um so I was living with my old well a housemate a few years, when when I first started playing FPL. So I think it was about 2013, and we were watching soccer Saturday one day in the living room, and I captained Charlie Austin um, when he was at QPR, and he scored a hat trick. And I don't know, it was just beautiful. It was just one of those moments where not only did my captain get a hat trick, but my housemate is like, why the hell have you captained you know Charlie Austin? And just the fact he scored a hat trick as well. I mean, yeah, I love that. Absolutely love that day. It's like the ultimate differential moment that we all want to happen. Yeah. That so and rarely even, does. Yeah. And all I cared about back then was beating the guy I live with. I didn't care about <laughs> like who else owned him or that's just what made it brilliant. And I sort of do miss, miss stuff like that in FPL. It wasn't, it wasn't the double game week. Was it? When, no. Uh, when he's got, no, it was, but it was that season, wasn't it? Cause there was a double game week where he just went mental, him and Benteke. That season I had my highest finish and I remember having Charlie Austin. Uh, Austin for, when, when he played for Cuba. I know, I know. But yeah, I, I definitely remember that season because he he was on fire. He was so good that season. Yeah, he was yeah. so good and it's so cheap. And mm. it's probably the same season. But I mean, the reason I said I was a fish earlier is because my, my memory is pretty bad. So I, I don't know <laughs> if it's the same season. It, it might be. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And Josh? I've got a few. It was really tough to, to um, whittle it down to one, really. But I'm going to go with, it's a bit obscure. So um, second season of playing FPL and I was travelling with my best mate who also plays FPL. And um, and we're in Fiji and we're on some remote island and no way of getting, you know, internet or uh, any un- any knowledge of, how, you know, what's happened in the football. But we'd set our teams up before we'd kind of gone out on the sort of island hopping tour of Fiji. And I, and I got one bar on my Nokia 3210 or whatever it was at the time. And I said, I've got a bar. 
I've got a bar. I'm going to call my mum and see if I can find out what the football scores are because my mum's my mum's quite into her football actually, way more than my dad is. And um, so I called her from Fiji, and um, anyway, she's reading out the scores to me on off of like C facts, and she was like, and she she said Birmingham two, Arsenal two, and I was like, right, who's scored? And she said, James McFadden for Birmingham. Oh, and James McFadden again. And I was absolutely over the moon. I had James McFadden in my team, who I don't even know if you remember him, but he was an absolute differential at the time. He was, he was a bit like a Danny Ings last season, just sort of like, you know, not a bit of an unfashionable pick to start off with, but just carried on scoring and scoring and scoring. And um, I didn't expect him to score two goals against Arsenal at that point, who, you know, were, were such a great team back in those days. Um, and yeah, I was just so happy in Fiji on an island and James, James McFadden just scored me a brace. Brilliant. That's actually hilarious. And you know what? It's all the hallmarks um, of you then becoming a an FPL podcaster because the signs were there calling mum from Fiji long distance. Yeah, it probably cost about 40 quid for five minutes on the phone, but it was well worth it. (laughs) Great stuff, guys. Um, Okay, so um, Rich, to you first for this question, always a a good one. So you're the boss at Fantasy Towers for one day and you can change one thing, one rule, one feature. What are you going to go for? Mine would be, so I was thinking of just removing price changes completely, but I think that's, I don't know, I think that could be open to just people having the same players all the time. So what I was thinking was they, there's no price changes during the week. So all the prices just, and I don't think I'm the first person to say this, but all the price changes just build up over the week and then they all, all happen on maybe the Friday night, Saturday morning. Because it's, I mean, it's you're just having to take massive, massive risks um, I mean, for example, this week with the Villa game getting called off, there's a lot of people upset that they bought Grealish in. And I mean, it's, it's kind of their own fault. But at the same time, I guess it just puts people off playing the game. So for me, it would be to move the price changes to the end of the week and just do them all at once. Yeah, I, like yeah, that. I think it also means that you um, the FPL can just be a bit more of a weekend thing rather than exactly. almost like a part time job. <laughs> yes, very true. Um, I think that's a good. It's accurate. sad, but it's the first thing I check every morning. Sometimes, yeah. <laughs> when I wake good, up, I just it? see it's if and at, at night I just check to see if the player that I want to bring, like, are they close or not? And Go then on. you get that, and then you get the KDB rise out of nowhere. You're like, he wasn't even in the nineties. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> was he like minus twenty percent or something? He was crazy. He was minus. Yeah. <laughs> crazy. Josh, uh, what would you do? Mine's a bit of an obscure one, but it's one that that annoys me every game week. Um, is that the way that yellow cards impact bonus points? Um, as in a player can be in the bonus points and then they get a yellow card. And not only do you lose a point for them getting a yellow card, but they just completely disappear out of the bonus points. And I just think it's not really a fair reflection on how that player necessarily perform during the game. They're in the bonus points uh, for a certain reason. Um, and I just think it's, um, do you know what I mean? Just knock off one yeah. point with the yellow yeah. card. Mm-hmm. Is that not a problem with the there. bonus point system in its entirety, though, rather than that one? I think, I think the bonus... At, you know, I mean, what about a striker who does absolutely nothing for one for all games and then is actually rewarded by scoring with his one chance with huge mm. amounts of BPS, as opposed to a striker who could be all That's over the like place, giving the game of his life, but, you know, hits mm. the post and, and goes down. Yeah, mm. I, used to, I used to personally prefer the man in the stand bonus point system. Yeah, um, I did as well, yeah. But the only thing I'd say about that is, you know, when Cesc Fabregas used to play for Arsenal, Gerrard for Liverpool, etc., they just get three bonus points pretty much every week. Mm. And it was a little bit, it was a bit silly, but I do feel that, the, the bonus points do reward the goal scorers more than they need to these days. I feel like there's not enough for, you know, players who, yeah, like you said, like or maybe like a holding midfielder who's had a great game or, um, you know, or, or a centre-back that's, that's done really well. But, you know, 
it, it's it's all about who scored and and he, I even feel like assists don't get as much credit on it as they mm, should do. Mm. But for me, yeah, the yellow card thing, I just think you know you've already lost a point. Anything more than that, I just think it's it's a bit it's a bit ridiculous. I mean, it happened to it happened to two of the Chelsea defenders at the weekend as well. So. Oh, well, so you're not and change, <laughs> it? Yeah, needs sorting. It's <laughs> right, yeah. continue, continuing with being the boss team, uh, or just as a manager, like describe yourself um, as an FBL manager in three words. Uh, sorry, Josh. I'm going to go with not fickle enough. Um, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not fickle enough a manager. I'm always looking at reasons for things not being sustainable and generally sort of looking at the other side of the argument and sometimes I just need to be really fickle and if someone scores a hat trick then woohoo get them in your team whereas you know some a lot of the time when they score a hat trick I look at it and go yeah but the stats don't say that they're going to be able to sustain it and their fixtures aren't that great and I'm looking for every single reason why not to bring them in. And sometimes I think I've just got to uh, be a bit more fickle personally. See, I'd done three separate words, whereas you just did a sentence that was three words. Most possible. (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. That's good. good. Because I had stubborn patient and i don't know why i put the third one as this but i put sad (laughs) (laughs) that's everyone this season by the way yeah well no i mean even this week i was feeling quite happy about the game it just takes one little incident to just yeah just make me not enjoy it anymore and be like i'm not i don't want to play this anymore um (laughs) but yeah i think i'm quite quite stubborn but i think that's that's a good thing sometimes as in i'll just I just assume players gonna come good, like Sterling at the moment, mm, or mm. I had Kane quite a lot, and it, I think sometimes it pays off because I'm not switching between different assets. I just I'm quite you know loyal with a player, um, so I guess that's patient as well. And then the sad thing is just I don't know, get a bit, <laughs> it's just getting a bit <laughs> angry at the game recently. <laughs> I think we're all in that boat, mate. To be honest, yeah. I mean we we play in a fantasy game relying on things that we can't control, and then get angry about it naturally. And then we say it's not luck. I mean, come on. Or not I skill, it's, whatever. Yeah, and it's, it's definitely <laughs> magnified at the moment because we're watching each individual game. Oh, you know what? Roller coaster. I enjoyed it at the beginning, but it's now, it's, it, it becomes a bit draining sometimes in a way. And I, I'm glad when they have like a random match, like, uh, I don't know, United versus Sheffield United versus West Brom. No disrespect to either team. Uh, I still watched some of it because I had Brewster coming off the bench. <laughs> so did I. So did I. <laughs> it's like a trap. You can't escape. And, and and you have this vicious cycle where you've got one player playing in every single match, so it's just like this never-ending uh, form of torture. Instead of just maybe having five players play at the same time in different matches, and the good outweighs the bad. No, now it's just like your team is crap, and it's all horrible. <laughs> <laughs> but even if you've not got a player playing, there's I'm still sitting there thinking, oh, Bruno's playing at the moment. Or, you know, I'm thinking about oh, Vardy the other night. I didn't have Vardy. And, it, you know, half the people want him to blank. Half the people want him to score. I've got, a new, uh, I've got a new way I've found with it this season. So if I've got, not got a player playing, I just don't touch my phone. I switch my uh, data off. I just check the score at 90 minutes. Then however many times they've returned, it only makes me feel rubbish once rather than uh, three but times. You, if but you sit there thinking trip. about it or not? <laughs> Yeah, of course. It's going round and round and round, but it's not the same as checking the score every five minutes and and then sitting there for fifteen minutes at half time going, Oh my god, he's got a brace already. How many is he gonna get? Do you know what I mean? You, you you just you just you just feel that pain once and that's at the final whistle. Check your phone, okay, cool. It's not what I wanted out of it, but um you know, it's uh it's it's just you know, just feel Feel less pain from it because at the moment, with the way that, like, you know, with the fixtures being so spread out, it's just ridiculous. Like, if I had been playing at three o'clock on Saturday amongst, you know, all the other popular captains um, for game week 10, I think that it would have all just muddled in. Whereas it just had so much emphasis on it and it just feels so blown out of proportion. <laughs> No, no, indeed. But, you know, at the risk of this becoming a uh, um, a real addiction clinic hotline at this stage, let's uh, let's move on to the next question. Kylie? <laughs> yes. So uh, what are your tactics 
when it comes to setting up your game for the, the next week, setting up your team, sorry, for the next game week. So do you typically make your transfers early or leave it to the deadline? And what about captain decisions as well? Um, talk us a little bit through that. I'll come to you first, Josh. So I'm always a, a Friday night uh, transfers, obviously, if it's a Saturday deadline. Um, Friday afternoon, if it's a Friday night deadline, as late as possible, really. I don't like doing it on the Saturday morning, but it's, it's, I just think you just want as much of the information as possible. There's been like embargoed quotes from the press conferences and stuff, especially Pep. So you just want to get everything, any risks associated with it out of the way. Then make your moves. I'm not, I'm not bothered about price change, changes. I'm not chasing team value. Never have done. Um, as for captaincy decision, I like to make that decision as soon as I'd set my team up after um, the game's refreshed. And and I try as hard as possible, subject to obviously injuries or any, any sort of other external factors, to just simply leave it at that and make the captaincy decision nice and early. Because I feel like, you know, never ever move from what you were planning to do captain wise at the start of your, you know, setting your team up really. See, I'm, I'm playing like that this season, but I mean, normally I just don't have any, any rule at all. And I mean, if the champions league, I've still got my wild card and you know, I'm, I'm not going to be able to do the transfer I want to do. And there's no other way I can do it. I'm, I'm happy doing moves early as well. So I think, you know, this season, I think you've got to wait, but generally I just don't have a rule. I'm not, not like Josh there, especially if I've got a wild card. Uh, um, so a bit of both. What would make you change your mind on, on a captain? You mentioned about being set kind of quite early, but in terms of uh, obviously injuries, not you know notwithstanding, you know if you saw something, you know if a player midweek scores a hat trick, or or you find that is there anything community-wise where people are piling in ownership, people go on about expected effective ownership and stuff. Is there mm. any time you to change your mind? I'm trying to kind of get away from the ownership conversation really when it comes to captaincy it didn't really help a couple of weeks ago when everyone was on Bruno at home to West Brom and I went for Sadio Mane home to Leicester but generally I felt he was the best captain pick that week um it didn't work out but that I went with my gut which is what I want to do and how I want to play the game I think really factors that can help me well can make me change my mind definitely Obviously, team sheets in Champions League, minutes played in Champions League, um, and then other factors maybe to do with the opposition, to do with their injuries or, um, or, you know, like Pope being out the week just gone, potentially. Um, that was, that was a big one. Uh, or maybe, you know, one of their centre backs is injured. Something like that is, is, is another factor, really. But it, but really, I don't think it's, unless there's, there's a, there's, unless there's, two potential captains in my team and I'm constantly deciding between the two of them, then I might spend the week really, really sort of doing a bit of a deep dive in on the stats and, and maybe looking into the opposition and how many big chances they're conceding and shots in the box and all that sort of stuff. If I really want to get stats heavy on it, but otherwise I think, you know, most of the time you just got to go with your gut and normally you know what that is when the game refreshes really. I think I've changed a few times how I do my captains. I had one season where I was quite busy and not, wasn't paying as much attention to FPL. So what I did was I got some advice from someone. And if I wasn't sure of a captain, I literally just went on fantasy football scout and captain the player highest on the pole. And I think I came 4,000th that year. Um, but generally I send, tend to more recently anyway, um, I'm setting my captain quite early and it, it takes a lot for me to change my mind because, like I said earlier, I'm quite stubborn. Fair enough, right. One of my um, <clears throat> favourite questions, uh, which is the Dini question. Josh, I'm just going to come to you straight. What is your problem with Mo Salah? <laughs> man to man. Um, I tell you, let me quote you. Let me quote you because I heard it on the pod. I don't like, I don't just not like the footballer. I do not like the man. Now, that's oh. a bit... Listen, it stuck with me and I just wondered why, because I look, sometimes people look at him and think, and, and like, you know, he sulks, uh, he's a bit selfish, I, you know, as a Liverpool fan, I'll tell you, he does suck a lot, he's, he's a little bit selfish, um, but I mean, a great player, 
Yeah. The funny thing is, you still own him, but why do you hate him? I don't hate him. Hate's a strong <laughs> word. I don't hate Sorry. anyone. But I, um, <laughs> when it comes to Salah, for me, yeah, he's, an, he's, a, he's a great player in FPL. I own him. I've owned him loads since he's since he came to Premier League. Um, he's he's world class, and you know he's he's one of the best players to own in FPL. For me, though, outside of FPL. Yeah, he's not one of my favourite players in the league because I just think, yeah, he's just he's selfish, he's very bratty, and I just don't get the vibe that what well, he isn't uh, got a team player in the same way as some of the other, you know, Liverpool players, namely Sadio Mane, and I've got a bit of a I've got a bit of a sort of man crush on Sadio Mane when it comes. Oh to, yes. When it comes to. Um, to watching him probably outside of Chelsea is probably my favourite player in the league. Even if he did um, blank when I captained him the other week, he's just such a class act and he's such an incredible footballer. And I do think yes, Salah for FPL over Mane, um, and I and I would say that you know nine times out of ten. But I think that um, and I think that's been really because of the the um, the penalties this season. But I think that. Um, Definitely last season, Mane was going sort of toe to toe with him. But yeah, that's that's all it is, really. Just don't feel <laughs> like he's a, a sort of team player. It's troubled me since I heard it, Josh. It's troubled me since I heard it. Oh, I understand <laughs> that. And it's, you know, it's, um, it's, it, that's, that's purely what it is. Listen, he's not, he's not the only player I think about it in, in the Premier League. He's, you know, he's, he, it's just that he displays it so obviously. And yeah. so, because no, he's yeah. such a high profile player, you know, we're all, all of us have got our eyes on him because, you know, if he's the most, most expensive player in the game and, um, how many people own him and all that sort of stuff. So there's others that probably get away with it that I just, um, you know, I think Anthony Martial is a perfect example of someone else who's similar in that sense. You know, I think there was that 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 video of him at the start of a, of a warm up of a, prior to a game when he was just sort of on his own, sort of um, you know, not really paying attention or caring about the warm up. I think it was just at the end of last season, and um, I think it was before was it before the first the first lockdown? I can't remember before the first lockdown. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. That's, that's my thoughts. Rich, do you have anybody that uh, you want to bring in no matter what? No, I don't really have any biases like that. I mean, I've got players I'm stubborn and I just... I mean, do we even have a... Like a, a <laughs> do you know what's team? so annoying? We've just drawn with Sheffield Wednesday and we would have been top of the league and then I could have... I could have. Oh, but a derby, no. Um, no, no, but do they have like somebody that, you know, fierce derby, fierce rivalry that you... Because sometimes people like you know the, the Ben Crabtree who won FPL once and just would not have any Liverpool players and now he's like in well I would say in the millions but we all are but you know what I mean. Um, I mean, I, local derby wise we don't really have like a fist rivalry. We, we have players like teams like Wickham, Oxford. I mean, I used to dislike teams we'd lost to in the playoffs, um, but that list got pretty long. I mean, <laughs> like Wolves for example, so because we've got the worst playoff record there is. So I had to had to get because I wouldn't even be able to play the game if I if I played by those rules um so, so no I don't have anything like that but I do remember Josh saying that because obviously I have to edit the pod and I was quite surprised because he, um, he did right thank you I remember I, yeah. I didn't forget it because I mean I know he didn't mean it like that but it did come across I was like whoa not just the player the man yeah. okay there is the <laughs> <laughs> he did say like the the man but um I, I'm sure Josh didn't mean it in a nasty way but <laughs> yeah I'm sure he did <laughs> But he said it, so... I did that's indeed. okay. That's, that's basically how Hindu Monkey and I feel about uh, Dominic Calvert-Lewin. So we, we've, we've all, you know, got our, our Roman. Yeah, he's um, one I won't get in, actually. So. Oh, yes. Yes. <laughs> Glad. There's, there's like a little club of us, and we're all basically doing terribly. But, I, you know, my kind of bitterness keeps me warm. Um, hold, so, hold strong, we'll be all right. <laughs> that's it. That's it. <laughs> These two shall pass. Um, okay, so uh, I'll come to you first, Rich. If you had to choose one player, past or present, um, so you can have anyone in your FPL team, who would you choose? I went for. He's in my team name, FPL team name as well. It's Alexander Kolarov. I used to. I mean, he was annoying because he'd get rotated long before Pep Roulette, but. I mean, there wasn't that many attacking attacking fullbacks back then. I mean, obviously there was Baines who was on penalties, 
but I just absolutely loved Kolarov. And, you know, when he played, he, he could score free kicks. He was, you know, so attacking. Um, he's what I thought Mendy would then become, but obviously that's that's not happened. Um, so for me, I mean, hands down, it, it would be Kolarov. I'd, I'd love to own him again, even though there's that or there was that rotation threat. Well, we're we're all used to that now, anyway. With, uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, Josh, what about you? Might have be um, Cristiano Ronaldo when um, when he was in the game, he was just it was just ridiculous. I mean, he literally braced like most games and um, he was just the most reliable captain. United at home, Ronaldo captain, basically out of 38 game weeks. I probably used to captain him about 20, 25 times. And yeah, he'd probably he'd probably blank about 5% of them. He was just amazing and just everything, pens, free kicks, He'd score headers from corners. He was just an absolute beast. And there's been players since that have been kind of up there. I think um, Suarez in his last season, Salah 17-18, Kane sort of over periods, but nothing to the levels of Cristiano Ronaldo. He was just, just relentless, and especially under Ferguson as well. They were just... You know, they won the league year after Salah year. More points than him. Yeah, I think he, he did. Yeah, it's, it's, a it's a different point system now, isn't it? You, you get an extra point as a midfielder, which I, or I'm not sure you did back then. And the, the, the bonus is different. So I think that's largely why we've got players now breaking 300, which wasn't possible. Before. Yeah, there must be there must be something to it. I'm not sure why he would have. Surely Henri back in the day, you know, when he was scoring 30. I mean, when was the last time a striker had scored? even close to 30 goals in a league season. It used to be standard. Shearer and Henri used to do it all the time. Yeah. Yeah, Henri was, I, I, yeah, Henri was in the first season or so. I think I played the game. I can't Hopefully remember, Calvin I think. Fingers crossed. Hey? Hopefully Calvert-Lewin doesn't do it. Right, he will have On to score 44, I think, by current uh, estimate. So, dear God. Anyway, <laughs> let's, uh, let's move on. Um, uh, so, uh, come to you first, Rich. Who are the first five um, fantasy fantasy football accounts or FBL accounts you follow and, and still follow? Um, not the long list of ones you've probably tossed to the wayside by now. Um, but but who, <laughs> who were those people on Twitter? I, I had to scroll for quite a while to get to the very start. So it was, I, I assume it's people most people follow. So FPL General, um, Let's Talk FPL, As and Joe, and also FPL Canuck. Um, so he's from Canada. He used to do a podcast that I don't think he does anymore. Um, so, so they were the first five, but I think, I mean, one of the first people I started interacting with was, was you actually, Monkey. Um, and Thanks, yeah, it was. No, it was. I think I only had about a hundred followers and then you told people to follow me and I doubled it. So yeah. Yeah, it's true. I have to, um, I, I've been following your, your journey because we, um, probably, I, I've been on Twitter for a lot longer than you, but I, I kind of, became or, or made a conscious effort to try and become a serious and large inverted commas fantasy <laughs> football account um, at, at the kind of time when you kind of showed up uh, and I was kind of interacting with you and I was like, oh, this, this guy's this guy's pretty, pretty funny. And yeah, I, there was a there was a degree of, you know, a protege kind of element about yeah. it and, you know, retweeted <laughs> you got big. And now it, it's getting to a stage where I regularly check your followers because I'm like, at what stage does he does he does he get <laughs> go above me? You know, you we're both dangerous close to ten thousand now. <laughs> you know, if you get there before me, I'll be honest. There, there might be I might have to you know go and have a go and have a long hard think. But well, no, no, you've, you've been, do a you've, smear uh, campaign. <laughs> <laughs> Josh, what about you? So pretty um, classic accounts, really. So fantasy football scout, um, Mark Southerns, Ben Dinnery. And then Fantasy Football Scout Joe and Fantasy Football Scout as, which I guess tells you where my, you know, start you was with goes? the community. <laughs> Sorry? <laughs> where, you subsi- where, where, where your money goes, where the subscription goes. Yeah. <laughs> so, I, I mean, mean that, I'm actually a member of both Scout and Hub, but, oh, yeah. Um, but yeah, both of them are, are great for different reasons. But yeah, I just I think it was just really all because the Scout cast was the first pod that I just listened to every week. 
So, um, and obviously Ben Dinnery, the only one non-FFS in there that's, um, it's just been great for the injury stuff, really, and just keeping it all in one 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 place. Yeah, absolutely. And talking about the community, how you know, obviously, the community is always talked about. How do you guys feel about being part of the community? And do you notice any difference between pre being hosts of of, of a well followed pod and when you were just a normal person on Twitter? I think um, for me, um, it's been great. Um, I've really in you know loved interacting with some of the people I've met through it. Been to a few meetups, which has been great fun. Um, got into you know some some leagues, lots of leagues that I wasn't in before, and um, obviously out of doing the pod, got some more followers on Twitter, which is not the most important thing to, to me, but it's it's nice. And 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 had the opportunity to do things like this tonight, you know. So. Um, yeah, all in all, it's just it's just great. And and like Rich said earlier, you know, during um, during this year when obviously it's been a pretty bleak year, you know, due to coronavirus and stuff, it's it's great because it is sort of filling the uh, the void a little bit. Yeah. yeah well, um, so go ahead, sorry. Rich. Go ahead. Um, yeah, I was just going to say, yeah. So this, I mean, the stuff I like. I mean, there's a lot of useful stuff, obviously, for FPL, like the the betting odds, those threads that Big Man Bakar does as well but i think the thing i enjoy most is just uh, i mean there's quite a lot of fun stuff that happens and not to keep mentioning monkey but you know stuff like the barnes train that, that was obviously mm. that was a lot of fun um you, you recently, love people messaging you when chelsea conceded when you had the yeah i've had it both both sides now though i mean at the time i could like, i couldn't believe i think mcgoldrick scored and my phone honestly like I couldn't scroll enough. Well, actually, that's an exaggeration. Um, <laughs> I've just been tagged by so many people that I couldn't like. I couldn't be bothered to reply to them all. So I was Sheffield annoyed. United's only goal or something, right? It must be like <laughs> yeah, uh, it must be like when someone goes off and the FPL general receives it. You know, the 59th minute every weekend, and he's I mean, yeah. going nuts. But it uh, probably wasn't as big as that. But it felt like it to me. It was just like you know, I was already annoyed that Sheffield United scored, and my phone's absolutely blown up but then there's the good sides to stuff like that as well i mean obviously if good things happen i think people are generally generally glad i mean i think people like you know it's stuff going very well or stuff going very badly and it's you know they're the funny things the things in between not so mm. much mm-hmm. yeah definitely those mundane moments don't make for as much fun on twitter no. um <laughs> Anyway, this is a well. This must be a year for for the fun stuff because it is highs and lows. Um, okay, this is one of our favourite questions, or mine anyway. You're hosting a dinner party and you can invite three people, living or dead, so whoever you want. Um, who are they, and what food and drink are you putting in front of them? Um, um, switch it up a little bit. You, let's switch it up a little bit. You guys both are cooking together, so you do one, a meal each, and then drinks each, and choose the a person each, person and a half. One chooses two person, two person. <laughs> oh, a person and a half. Person and a half. Yeah, it's, it's like you know, the top half is someone and the bottom half is someone else. <laughs> See, I already found it, like, I didn't want to even pick a dead person because I find that a bit strange because of the whole butterfly effect, you know, where you've brought someone dead back to life. and yeah. So I've chosen people that are alive. Um, so my full person, I'll choose Ricky Gervais. And my half person, oh, I've got to pick... Pick one. I was going to say um, Pep. Um, Go just, for it. Pep. Well, just to ask him, who's he, why does he rotate so much? <laughs> That's the main reason. I mean, obviously, I wouldn't tell him that. But, um, yeah, try and get inside his head a bit with, with Pep Roulette. But also, I mean, obviously, he'd be very interesting, very interesting guy to meet. Um, I mean, food-wise, if I bring the so – food or drink-wise, if I bring the drink, we will just have some beers and maybe some sparkling water for Pep. So, so I've got to bring one and a half people to this. Yep. Okay. You're I'm going to add the other pet. half of the pet. <laughs> definitely. <laughs> I'd love to meet him. And um, I'd like to really get to the bottom of his bloody team sheets and get a bit of an understanding why Phil Foden just continues to play in the Champions League every week and never, ever turns up in the Premier League. Um you will set Kylie off going down that line. Just, just let's just change. Well, the me and Rich both uh, both own him, so um, we're all uh, we're all in the same boat. But 
Yeah, definitely. I'd also hope to get him, if I provided the other half of Pep, maybe we could get him off of the sparkling water onto at least, a, you know, a, a sort of four. Which, which half are you providing? Oh, I'm providing we've gone the, for the uh, different bits. <laughs> I'll, I'll provide the top half. Okay. Um, and so we got we got Ricky Gervais, Pep. God, this is a bizarre table of people. You can have my third one if you want, because I had Jamie Curitan. I don't know if you well, know. No, who definitely is. not. <laughs> <laughs> I think we've got to have some, someone that goes alongside them. Well, I'm going to go with um with Paul Gascoigne. Oh uh, God. Yeah. yeah, just just why not? And and then if Rich is provided, what was it? Beers and sparkling um, water. So and sparkling water sounds like a crazy evening. Um, <laughs> I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna provide um a beef Wellington, which is my favourite favourite dish. Not to make because I'm I'm not amazing in the kitchen, but I'd um. Pet No, I'd just bring in one from you know elsewhere and um whack it in the oven or something. Great. Um, okay, great. Um, moving on. Um, I'm going to come to you uh, first, Rich, with this question. So if your house was on fire and you could save only one non-living item, taken as read that you're already grabbing the Sharon and Lee wedding mug, what else would you take with you? Um, it would be quite boring. It would be my phone or my iPad. I don't really have have much else. That sounds sad. Um, yeah, I'll take my phone or my iPad. That would be the most practical thing. Really? That's your answer? You don't, you don't I, want to... I, I live in like a two-bed flat. I don't really have, like, much, <laughs> much else. I mean, I could take, like... I wouldn't want to take items of furniture. That, no that, pets? Like, cause it's, cause it's a, no, there's no pets. And I can't take anything live, can I? No, so, yeah. Pets are alive. Yeah, um, so... And this flat... I mean, honestly, I've got to go down, like, flights of stairs and stuff. So I think just my phone would be sufficient. Fair so, enough, fair enough. <laughs> Josh? I'm um, yeah, pretty boring too. I mean, I'd hope I'd have my phone in my pocket, really. So I'd just grab my laptop, and that'd be me done. Nothing else in the house that uh, is of worth anyone. So if any any potential burglars are listening, don't bother robbing my house. You're not really going to get anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> oh, why not? Right. So, do you guys have any special skills outside of uh, your job, uh, or be in uh, half decent FPL? I I haven't really. Um, don't speak any languages. Don't play any instruments. Um, I just put I'm a dad, and that takes up most of my time outside. That is a special FBL. skill, mate. That is it's true. It's true. Skill, it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's you know outside of you know when I'm not working or doing FPL or doing stuff to do with the surgery. It's um like I said earlier, FPL is a part time job in in itself anyway, and so is the surgery as well. Um, you know, uh, at times, especially as, as obviously, um, it will, we'll get busier into the Christmas period. And, um, yeah, apart from that, it's just, uh, just being a dad, really. I can't, nice. yeah. I must see my answer. I can't, it make, doesn't sound like we're only a year apart in age because, um, my answer is not that I'm not a dad. So mine's, I can down a pint in under three seconds. <laughs> <laughs> and there's only a year between us in, in age. Sorry. Under three seconds, that's good yeah. going. That explains, that explains the state that I saw you in <laughs> London when you came to me and said, let's call Monkey and laugh at him about having about not having cane. <laughs> I was like, do you have his number? No, find it. We'll call him message him on Twitter. Let's do it. <laughs> I've got Skype now. so that... <laughs> I'll Skype him after our next necker pint. <laughs> Terrific. Well, that's certainly a special skill. <laughs> There's, there's no denying that. Um, okay, so favorite things, um, your favorite band, movie, and what you're watching on TV at the moment, uh, Josh. Yes, these are pretty. I'm, re- I'm quite boring. I'm realizing that I'm quite boring as these questions are going on. It was all good when it's around FPL, and now I'm just realizing that maybe I need to do a bit more stuff outside of FPL. Um, <laughs> band wise, I mean, I'm. Music wise, I'm I'm kind of mainly into like house music. I'm a bit sort of love love Ibiza. Can't obviously go there this year, but um, we'll hopefully go again next year. Um, miss it uh, massively. But as for a band, definitely Oasis for me. Um, massive Oasis fan. Love them. Um, film, I would go Scarface. 
and TV program I'm watching at the moment. At the moment, it's just I'm a celebrity. Get me out of here, which is really sad. But my wife's really into trash TV, and that's what we do. We sit on the sofa and watch trash. It's brilliant. TV. And, uh, me, me and your wife would get on. I love trash TV. You know, after a long day when you've just been sat in front of your screen, computer screen for eight, ten hours, meeting after meeting because everybody's available. There's nothing better than laughing at some randoms, making a fool out of themselves, or watching something that you don't have to think about. Yeah, that's no. it for me. I don't want to be sat there trying to uh. like, work out something, you know, some oh, sort of gosh, cryptic, yeah. f- cryptic film or whatever. Just a yeah. bit of easy, uh, easy watching. Yeah. What about you, Rich? Um, so TV. I just finished The Queen's Gambit, but I think a lot of people have a lot of people have been watching that and haven't started anything else since. But I mean, it's made me want to play chess, although I can't. Um, Movie-wise, I mean, it was a toss-up between Anchorman and Step Brothers, but I've gone for Step Brothers. I, I absolutely love that film and anything with Will Ferrell. Yeah, yeah. it is, especially the end, you know, with the Catalina wine mixer. Yeah, um, yeah, <laughs> I love that film. I absolutely, I mean, I'm not allowed to watch it that much, but I love it because <laughs> <laughs> I was putting it on a lot, a lot. Um, okay. And music wise, I mean, my favourite band, I don't really listen to them much, but I love them live. So it's it's Muse. Um, so quite looking forward to when we can actually go to live music again. Yeah, gosh, you know how sad it is. Like I just was on Twitter when the games were kicking off in the championship and it actually made me um, so emotional seeing the Wickham fans welcome. The, I know you don't like Wickham, but, you know, getting the manager on. <laughs> So, uh, you know, the, the round of honour because he got them promoted and it's the first time they got to see this. Yeah. And it was just, and then you, and then I, I, I was just, I just kept on looking. I went to, to Charlton, Charlton fans just, and you just start laughing because somebody's commenting saying they've already started booing the ref and you just start laughing. But <laughs> yeah. it's unbelievable how much you miss those things and how much we took it for granted. Really no, it is. is. It is. And I think it's like that with a lot of things. I mean, even 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 music as well. I was watching, you know, that kid at Glastonbury. The, I think it was last year where he went on stage and he sang. Yeah, the Tiago. Yeah. 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 I watched that. and It actually made me like a bit sad, a bit like a bit like you were saying, where it's just like you, you couldn't do that now. Um, yeah. I mean, hopefully we can soon. But hopefully. yeah, hopefully. take it for granted. Indeed. Um Okay, right. Just to finish us off, then, guys. One last question left, or a couple of couple of final questions. So, one guilty pleasure, and uh, and a bad habit. So, um, Josh, do you wanna do you wanna go first with this one? I struggle with this one actually. Um, I couldn't really think of anything other than that I already forementioned watch a bit of trash TV with my wife in terms of guilty pleasures. Bad habit. Um, again. Not really got many now, but apart from, um, you know, probably certain things to do with my FPL team recently. Um, but I'd actually say when I was younger, I used to, um, I used to, uh, on the sly when my mum and dad weren't around, drink, um, Ribena neat out of the bottle. Um, just, just, to, just to love it. You, you animal, you. Oh no, it doesn't sound pretty <laughs> that crazy, does it? It sounds you know, like um, you know. a boring James Milner Twitter well, I was account. Just gonna say, <laughs> you and James Milner will get on. Well, you know, this, this podcast is going out to all sorts of people. I don't want to start talking about, you know, drinking drugs and stuff like that. So um, we'll just go with, you know, <laughs> that I uh, I had... Me, I've been out of the box. Brilliant. Right. Good. Try it, honestly. Don't go with like light or like one of those tooth kindy ones or whatever. Just go for the real McCoy straight in. Give it a big gulp. It's just good, good sugar rush. Brilliant. Fantastic. Uh, right up there with uh, Theresa May running through fields of wheat. So, Rich. Uh, my, mine's just delivery. Um, it's it's actually quite quite bad now. Um, so that that's my that's my guilty pleasure and i think it's a bad habit as well i mean is it what they deliver or just deliver itself just deliver it. It yeah, I'm, not get, I'm, I'm not getting anything like weird delivered <laughs> like, like <Robina. laughs> it's the fact Robina. that you use Robina. them so much yeah and i refuse to pay you, that oh, gosh, they have the seven pound monthly fee and i refuse to pay it but every month <laughs> like, for, the, for this year i've spent more than seven pound um a lot more <laughs> Is it, is, it because, uh, is it because you can't cook? I mean, we, we've seen yeah. some pretty <laughs> photos tonight already. <laughs> yeah, I, I can't cook. I can't. I can't. So that that helps. Like that helps me just uh, justify it. But I mean, it's not a good habit to be in. And there's only so far you can support it, saying I'm, you know, I'm helping the economy. 
by by spending all my money on crap. (laughs) (laughs) Brilliant. Guys, it's been absolutely fantastic. Thank you for coming on. We've been the Amigos. They've been Rich and Josh from the FBL Surgery. Adios, amigos. One for each other and all for one. The three brave amigos are we. Brother to brother and everyone. A brave amigo.